0: and welcome to Emmanuel Episcopal Church. Wherever you are in the world, we're so happy that you've joined us for this service of morning prayer. But we have good news. Beginning February 7th, we will be allowed to have 15 people in for worship. So we will once again be celebrating Holy Communion. But rest assured, we will still stream the service on Facebook. Next Sunday... We have a guest organist, Clay Whittington, from Greenville, North Carolina, who also happens to be a friend of mine. He will be filling in that Sunday for Trish while she is recuperating from her surgery. I invite you to look at all of the announcements that we have sent you in the weekly email. And now let us center ourselves before we worship our Lord. O Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. You laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. Blessed are you, sovereign God, creator of heaven and earth. To you be praise and glory forever. As your living word, eternal in heaven, assume the frailty of our mortal flesh. May the light of your love be born in us to fill our hearts. With joy as we sing, Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Blessed be God forever. The night is past and the day lies open before us. Let us pray with one heart and mind as we rejoice in the gift of this new day. So may the light of your presence, O God, set our hearts on fire with love for you now and forever. Amen. Dear friends in Christ, here in the presence of Almighty God, let us kneel in silence with penitent and obedient hearts, confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by his infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. in eternal life. Amen.
1: Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Hallelujah.
2: A reading from Jonah. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time, saying, Get up, go to Nineveh, that great city, and proclaim to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah set out and went to Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly large city, a three days walk across. Jonah began to go into the city, going a day's walk. And he cried out, Forty days more, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. They proclaimed a fast, and everyone, great and small, put on sackcloth. When God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil ways, God changed his mind about the calamity that he had said he would bring upon them, and he did not do it. Here ends the lesson.
3: reading from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. I mean, brothers and sisters, the appointed time has grown short. From now on, let even those who have wives be as though they had none, and those who mourn as though they were not mourning, and those who rejoice as though they were not rejoicing, and those who buy as though they had no possessions, and those who deal with the world as though they had no dealings with it, For the present form of this world is passing away. Here ends the lesson. And the Psalm 62, six through 14. For God alone my soul in silence waits. Truly my hope is in him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold so that I shall not be shaken. In God is my safety and my honor. God is my strong rock and my refuge. Put your trust in him always, O people. Pour out your hearts before him, for God is our refuge.
2: Those of high degree are but a fleeting breath. Even those of low estate cannot be trusted. On the scales they are lighter than a breath, all of them together. Put no trust in extortion. In robbery take no empty pride. Though wealth increase, set not your heart upon it. God has spoken once, twice have I heard it. That power belongs to God. Steadfast love is yours, O Lord, for you repay everyone according to his deeds.
1: A reading from the Gospel of Mark. After John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent! and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little further, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John who were in their boat mending the nets. Immediately he called them and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired man
0: and followed him. Here ends the lesson. Last week we had a very similar lesson from the Gospel of John and it was a call story, and all of the stories throughout the, the readings that day were different ways that people have been called through history, just as Jonah tries to escape God's call, but finds that he cannot, like so many of us. But the version that I like for Mark is from the Common English Bible, and it reads as this After John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee announcing God's good news, saying, Now is the time. Here comes God's kingdom. Change your hearts and lives and trust this good news. There's no talk of repentance in this story, from our, in this version of the Bible. There's only talk about changing and accepting the good news and to live a better life. To me, that seems more palatable than repentance. Repentance has that kind of feeling of, I'm I'm nothing but a lowly worm, and all my friends are lowly worms, so together we'll just worm our way through life, crawling along. But in reality, that's not what Jesus came to earth for. Jesus came to earth to tell us that we have life and that we have it abundantly. Chad Myers wrote in his book Binding the Strongman, that really what it is is a call to action, that it forces us to drop the romantic view of what it means to follow Christ as a disciple and to accept that sometimes being his disciple is difficult. And we don't so much want to change ourselves as we want to change the world. We want God's kingdom to reign on earth is what chad myers is telling us and matt skinner says that in this story it's about time it's about time and he says he imagines jesus after hearing that john the baptist has been beheaded says that's it i have had it it's time And he stands up because, of course, in Mark's gospel, everything is immediate. Stands up and calls his disciples. And it's a call to action. We are no longer to just sit back and allow Rome to tell us what to do. We are to step out and become the people that God has called us to be. To bring God's reign on earth and not wait for it because if we wait we'll be waiting for the till the end of time so Jesus begins his ministry with the whole idea of we are the catalysts for change that God working with us and that's true God does work with us and through us and in us is the one who brings change to the world A year ago, just before we closed down with the pandemic, we at Emanuel were having our vestry retreat for all the new vestry members. And we were pondering, what is it that we were meant to do? Who were we meant to be in the city of Rockford? And we had thought about all of these wonderful things that we were going to accomplish in 2020. And as the saying goes, man plans and God laughs. One week later, we were closed down. One week later, and it looked like time had stood still in this church. People were talking about coming into the church in the middle of June and seeing it set up for Lent. But we also knew that time was not standing still, that we were not standing still, people of faith. The church carried on, albeit in a very different way. We still did the ministries that we were called to do. We still served in the soup kitchen and in Jeremiah development. We also served on the board of shelter care. We began to understand that it was time for us to act. And now that we are on the horizon of a vaccine, it is again time for us to act. Time time for us to become fisher people. To become the people that God has called us to be. To work for change in the world. And to understand that change is difficult and laborious, but it is still worthwhile when we are doing it for our fellow man and woman. When we serve the children in the schools. When we give away food in our parking lot. When we opened the doors of the soup kitchen every Saturday, we realized that time was not going to wait. People were not going to wait for a vaccine. So what we've learned in this past year is, even though it seems that in many ways time has stopped, time has carried on. And yes, we have seen tremendous social upheaval in our society. And maybe that was what it was time for. Time for people to speak up about their rights. Time for a change to happen. And maybe it's not a change that everyone agrees with, but it was a change that the country saw needed to happen. And thankfully, we carried out a peaceful transition we weren't like some countries where they're roiled by strife on the day that a new leader takes hold, takes office. We were quiet, we were peaceful, we were peace loving. And like I said, we may not all agree with the, who the president is, but we also know that we pay homage to the office of president and we give that dignity and respect. It's time for us to put aside the rancor and the anger and to listen and work with those we disagree with to make the world a better place, to bring God's kingdom here amongst us. When Jesus leapt up and said, it's time I've had it I can imagine people were shocked because they'd been so used to living under the throes of Roman tyranny that they couldn't begin to imagine what a world of freedom and peace would look like. But that's what God promises. That's what God promises us. But God also tells us that these things are not going to happen unless we are the ones that are going to stand up and say, it's time. So Emmanuel, it's time. It's time that we come back into the world and that we continue the work that God has called us to do. Amen.
1: Join with me, please, in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended to the dead. The kingdom of God is near at hand. Let us earnestly call on God for the needs, concerns, and hopes of all people, for the church of Jesus Christ in every place. Lord, hear us.
3: For Paula, our Bishop-elect, our priest Diane, our deacon Doug, and all who minister in Christ. For our parish family of Emmanuel, that we have the grace to grow into our calling in worship service stewardship and mission for this holy gathering and for all who are called to follow jesus for this country for all nations and their leaders and for those who guard the peace everlasting father you call us to live together in unity protect by your mercy all your children bless our families and renew our communities especially those celebrating birthdays, Katie and Norma, and those celebrating anniversaries.
2: For all those in danger, in need, the sick and the suffering, prisoners, captives, and their families, the hungry, homeless, and oppressed, remembering especially Mary, Marianne, Owen, Nick, Rich, Sam, Patrick, Sean, Trish, and Dorothy for those who rest in Christ and for all the departed, especially Ellen, Larry, Kristen, Douglas, Gerald, and Jim, for ourselves, our families, and those we love.
0: God of infinite mercy, hear the prayers of your people and stir up our souls with longing to embrace your gospel through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
1: Give us grace, O Lord, to answer readily the call of our Savior Jesus Christ and proclaim to all people the good news of his salvation, that we and the whole world may perceive the glory of his marvelous works, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Thanks be to you, Lord Jesus Christ, for all the benefits you have given me, for all the pains and insults you have borne for me. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, I ask you to come spiritually into my heart. O most merciful Redeemer, friend and brother, may I know you more clearly, love you more dearly, and follow you more nearly day by day, amen.
0: And now gathering up all the prayers and intentions that we have set in this past worship service, let us say together the words our Savior taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And now I'd like to offer this week, especially a prayer for our country. Almighty God, who has given us this good land for our heritage. We humbly beseech thee that we may always prove ourselves a people mindful of thy favor and glad to do thy will. Bless our land with honorable industry, sound learning and pure manners. Save us from violence, discord and confusion, from pride and arrogance and from every evil way. Defend our liberties and fashion into one united people the multitudes brought hither out of many kindreds and tongues. Endue with the spirit of wisdom those to whom in thy name we entrust the authority of government, that there may be justice and peace at home, and that through obedience to thy law we may show forth thy praise among the nations of the earth. In the time of prosperity fill our hearts with thankfulness and in the day of trouble suffer not our trust in thee to fail all this we ask through jesus christ our lord amen and now my friends may god who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light bless us and fill us with his peace And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you all this day and forevermore. Amen.